Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, In the last days many will desert the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. I was in the minister's fellowship yesterday. Can you get my ambient down, please? Your master ambient. I was in the minister's fellowship yesterday and we were discussing and uh, I was privileged to give them my, my views. This time is the end time because there is no time in the history of the church that we have seen the manifestations of the prophecy, prophecies of the Bible for the end time. If you look, for instance, in that scripture, it says, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith. They will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. So, in the church of God globally today, you have a lot of wrong doctrines. A lot of wrong doctrines. Really, there are some Christians that the church that they got saved into happen to be the false church. They are taught so much zeal. They subject them to so much torture. Fast, 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 fast. Pray, 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 pray. But there is no connection with God. You can imagine where the person spent all his life doing that. And at the end of the day, you know, you come to meet the Lord and here you have nothing to do with Him. Because it's not by fasting and prayer, though we fast and pray. But when you fast and pray over wrong doctrine, you are an ignorant, according to the scriptures. And we have people who are Christians, that's just what they are. Really, in my own adventure all over the world, when I meet them, it is very hard for them to disbelieve the lies they have been taught. They are the hardest to show the truth. Even when you show them the scriptures, black and white, and they saw that Jesus is the one who said this, they will still have an argument from an Old Testament that is obsolete to try to tell you what they are doing is justified. So, their knowledge about God is self-justification. And the faith of Christ is not based on that. And we have other doctrines that have come from Lucifer. One I stumbled across recently about the doctrine of Jesus came to preach the kingdom. And he did not send us to preach him, but he sent us to preach the kingdom. I've never heard of it all my life. But I didn't know that that doctrine is spreading among a sect of Christians. Which is a lie from the devil. Take Jesus out of the gospel. There is no good news. It's Jesus Christ we preach. Not the kingdom. We preach Jesus Christ. Not the kingdom. Jesus came to tell the people about the kingdom. Because he cannot preach himself. But he told them. When you accept me. These are the things that is expected of you. That is all what is said about the kingdom. But when he sent us, he told us to go and preach the gospel, which is the good news, that I am the Savior. And that's it. And this doctrine I've developed that people, some are running with, that um, you don't preach Jesus, you don't preach about death of Jesus, you don't preach about resurrection of Jesus, you don't preach. But you see, all those doctrines are void of the manifestation of God himself. No affirmation of him. So, these days, this is the last days. Many have abandoned the faith, they follow the civil spirits, and things taught by demons. Now, if you look at the book of uh, Second Timothy chapter 3, 
Maybe we'll look from verse 1 as well. Um, no, chapter 4. Timothy, Timothy, not Thessalonians. 2 Timothy. Let's look at chapter 3, then we're going to others. He says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Now, have you seen any terrible time in your life than this time you're living? And we're going to see many more next year. Very terrible things will happen. We will never hear a better news, a good news, from all the nations. There will be more trouble in Israel. There will be more trouble around that region. Fierce trouble. There will be more trouble in Africa. There will be no peace in Nigeria. It's going to go worse. Those of you who are in that region know this. Look at the nation that is not having fundamentalists is, is suffering from plague. Killing people. And the nation that is not suffering from plague, the government is having problems. America will not get better. The uprising you are seeing in America is not going to stop. Really in the new year, a fresh one will begin. And it's going to become a thing that American government cannot control. These, I've told you before, you are going to expect all this from the States. In England, get ready for big trouble. Because there will be terrible times in the last days. If you don't, don't go away from this scripture. But if you look at Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus was speaking about the last days, he said there will be war, rumors of war, and all stuff like that, earthquakes, floods, and all manners of disasters. In the last days. But if you look at this next verse in the scripture. It says people will be lovers of themselves. Okay. Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Look at that. Everything written here is what is predominant now. There are some youths who want to teach their parents how to live. Many youths. It doesn't come just because uh, they are different from the youth time of their parents. No. The last days, demons are sent out to turn the heart of youths. The Lord told me to do something with Christ with tabernacle. And I will announce it today to all of you. All of you youths in this church, to the age of 35, that have been raised in this house, and you are now graduates, I want you to give me, by uh, not next Sunday because I've been jammed, the following Sunday, your graduation photographs. I will give you a form. You will fill your name. You will fill the career you graduated in. You will fill in your degrees, all your degrees and your professional qualifications. And then you will give me your photograph or I will look for photographs about you when you were young in this church. And the Lord told me to take this out next year to help the nation know how the church has transformed lives of people. Then I will take the survey of those of you who are above 35 to 45. Who, when you came to this church, you never, you didn't have any degree. Then we take 35, 45 to 55, 55 to 65. People who, when you came to this church, you didn't have a degree, or you have had some degree, but the ministry of the Word of God in this church steer you up to go further in life 
and what you have achieved with all your graduation ceremonies. Those of you who have started businesses by the word of God preached here, we will go come to your business, take the photograph of your business. The Lord told me to go and show how the ministry of the word had transformed lives of people. And we are going to be flooding this, the nation with that in the new year. Then, those who have been healed, we will take the medical evidence of your sickness, and then we'll take the medical evidence of your current position. So that the testimonies you take to the television is not, um, nobody can dispute it. We take testimonies with evidence to the television. But what I'm saying to you by saying that is this, that we're going to begin it from today. That in these days, you look at Satan had made many youths to be disobedient, but not in the house of God. Because the success, successful youths in the house of God is evidence that though in the world there may be rebellion and stuff, but in the house of God, the youths are obedient. And you are seeing the reward of the obedience. All of them are becoming, you know, well-placed in society right now. Well-placed in society. I'm proud of it. And I can give you a focus of my next 10 years. I will have produced members of parliament from CFT Church. Directors of banks, big banks in CFT Church. But if you look at it, the world is not so. A lot of promiscuous in the world. Youths are rebellious. They only grow a little bit older to regret. And Satan is the one behind it. There are many people who are lovers of themselves. They don't have time for God. They are lovers of money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful to God, unholy. Many people behave anyhow. Holiness is no more understood. Because it has not been preached by many pulpits. Really, it has been perverted from the pulpits to the pew. But look at the next verse, too. He said, Without love, unforgiven, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not lovers of the good or good, treacherous, rash, considered lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Go back to the verse 3. They've introduced a lot of pleasure into the church to replace God's power. All this choreography you see and all stuff like that. They are abomination in the world system. They brought it into the church. And many were deceived by the devil. The church is not a place just to, you know, create anything the world does. The church cannot do. Because if the church does it, the world can do it better. Are we together now? Like this church, we cannot say that we are so rich and we're going to start a pub. Those who run pub, they, they sell all manners of spirits. And you as a Christian cannot sell evil spirits, can you? So who will come to your pub then? Hmm? Nightclub cannot be done by a church because those who do it, they belong to the prince of darkness. And they will do everything that he has empowered them to do. And systematically, worldliness have been brought into the church. But you see, it says, without love, unforgiveness, slanderous, without self-control, brutal. There are many people in church of God, or a good number of people in church of God, who find it hard to forgive other people. 
I can't understand. Are, the fact is just that they are not born again. That's it. If anybody find it hard to forgive another person, you may speak in tongues, but it's not the tongue of angels. or not the tongue of the Spirit. You are making up your tongue. If you find it hard to forgive, it is because you have not received forgiveness. Because when Jesus forgave, forgave that tax collector, the tax collector went back and paid all his debts and he forgave everybody. Because tax collector is not a friend to anybody. You understand now? He made peace with everybody. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew, be at peace with God, and be at peace with all men, and be holy. Without holiness, no man will see God. So, in the church of God, if somebody is unforgiven, oh, somebody offended you, I don't know how to forgive you. It's because if you die, you go to hell. You are not born again. Born again, many people don't understand it. You don't make a mistake to die with unforgiveness. You will never forgive. That is what Jesus said. And it is true. To, to unforgive people is the manifestation of demons who are sent by Satan to make sure that they drag as many people as possible in the last days to hell. Today, I don't want to talk to you about the, the tricks of Satan, but um, this is just to establish the bedrock for the month. And if you look at it, therefore, the devil has robbed a lot of people, taken away their self-control, that on the pulpit of God, iniquity prevails. You have had situation of ministers who abuse their offices and sleep with women in their churches, and some of them even say to people, don't talk about it. Because they are in that act, they continue in the acts. Uh, you have seen recently also that um, it seems as if God is judging the world in this matter. So that people who have slept with young, young girls many years ago, suddenly they are bringing it out. It's the judgment of God. After the uh, politicians, he will come to the church. No, you don't need to say amen. There are some ministers... That needs to be exposed. Are we together? They need to be taken away from the cause so that people can fear God. Are we together now? <laughs> it has started to happen in the church. There was a minister in Nigeria who died in a plane crash some few years ago. And unfortunately, the telephone of the wife rang. She picked the phone. She thought somebody was consoling her. The person said that, well, our husband left a billionaire for both of us. She dug the phone. A woman morning, senior and overseer in the Pentecostal church as a bishop. Then she called again. The woman picked the phone. Yes, I'm sister such and such and such member of the church. Within the jurisdiction of the overseer. I just want to tell you I don't want to be greedy. You understand that righteousness? She broke into somebody else's house. Over the years, you know, made family with that man and had two children for him. And I've been seeing the wife of the pastor not knowing what is going on. And the wife of the pastor have trusted her as one of the beloved. Not knowing that she had been having family with the husband. Until death revealed it. 
And if I mention the name of the church, some of you know it. It's one of the biggest churches in Nigeria. Church, 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 like popcorn everywhere. <laughs> but it's void of the Spirit of God. I would gather now. Now the woman almost broke down. But at least she's a little bit righteous. Because she doesn't want to be greedy to take 8 billion. Because she's the only one who knows about it. The other wife doesn't know about it. So in her heart, she believes, Satan deceived her. That you, if you are at least righteous like this, you can enter heaven. That is, you don't eat the whole money. You, you share with the other woman. But she's right in hell. It was when the man died in the crash that the secret came out. You see many more of such coming next year. God will open the Pandora's boxes of evil in the house of God. To get rid of some people. So that those who remain will fear God. Church is a place to fear God. It's a place not to do evil. And if a man is in church and loves to do evil, <laughs> it's a waste of life and existence, really. As so the Bible says, there will be slanderers. You have people in church slandering other people. Without love, without self-control, brutal, and lovers of good. And then he says, Treasurers, rash, considered lovers of pleasure, rather lovers of God. Look at midweek service. How many people come? You call a party, the place is jammed. When you go to parties and you are playing Christian songs, most don't dance. Play useless songs. You will see so-called Christians dancing like demons. They are lovers of pleasure. They have no love for God anymore. Anybody who loves this world, the love of Christ cannot be in him. Nobody can claim that he loves the Lord and he loves the devil. It's not possible. And the way that, you know, what shows your kind of love is what your love turns towards. If your love turns towards righteousness, then it means you love God. If your love turns towards flesh and worldliness, it means you don't have the love of God. You profess to, but you don't have it. Because it's the last days. People have abandoned the Christian faith. People believe that they own their body. They can do anything to their body. It's not so with Christians. But you check Muslim kids and Muslim men and women. I think the church needs to go and study and learn from those guys. They do not know the Lord. And those of them who hold firm their religion, they hold it firm crazy. Christians are supposed to be more religious than them. That's what Jesus said. To the place where they die for what they believe. So when last days. Then finally, Second Peter chapter 2 verse 1. Look at what it says. It says, in the last days, but there will be, there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies. Now he's talking about, in the past, there were prophets, false prophets who lie. You know, like by Jesus and Simon the Sorcerer in the book of Acts chapter, chapter 8. But then it says, in our own time, the devil will change tactics. He will raise false teachers. How do we know false teachers? They are popular. Really, in the church of God today, the most popular ministers are all false. People run over them. They are the Hollywood stars. 
They have no encounter with the Lord. Their eyes is blind. They have never seen an angel. Neither will they see till they die. They have no knowledge of what heaven looks like. They can pray. They can't see a vision about you. They can pray. They can't have a knowledge of the Spirit about you. To give you a real direction. They are good talkers. They are motivational speakers. It came from the devil. came from the devil. Believers, ministers of God should speak by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Not to motivate anybody. It's to convict. To judge. To instruct. To stop you from evil. To expose evil you want to do. And put fear in you so that you don't do the evil. It's never to motivate you. It's not to make you feel good. But you have a lot of ministers who have large congregation. It's all feel good sermon. They've chosen to go to hell. With all those who follow them. You see what the Bible says here? They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even deny the sovereign Lord who bought them. That is the, this new doctrine of uh, uh, kingdom, the kingdom of God preaching. Take Jesus away and preach the kingdom. That's talking about how to make money, how to be in control. And they are the one making the money from others. Now look at what it says here. And it says, Deny the Lord, serving Lord who brought them. Bring his destruction over themselves. Look at the next verse very quickly. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of the truth into disrepute. Many will follow their shameful ways and bring the way of the truth into disrepute. Look at the next verse. Shall we read this together? Stop. This is New Cross. Shall we read that together? Did you hear that? The word extortion means making unjust money or unjust gain from others. That's extortion. Unjust enrichment. It's extortion. The Bible tells us that these teachers will exploit you only to make money from you. God is telling me that there are 10 people here who should give a thousand pounds. All right? And fools will think God is speaking to their spirits and they will run out. If you look at the principle of given in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, it says nobody should cajou anybody. Everybody should give according to his decision. Their God never sees somebody who needs 1,000 pounds, which they can put their hands in their pocket and give. It is only those who should give that they will take it. Their instruction is. Their days are over. Let me say something to you. Why am I saying this to you? Among you are people that God will begin to raise from next year. You need to know the truth. Let me say this. What I have not digested and given you to eat, you must not regurgitate it to others. Listen. Because there is danger now along the path. The last day, devil will raise men who will teach you What's itching ears want to hear? Make you feel good, knowing fully well you have no common wealth in heaven. Something that cannot convict you and transform your, your behavior and your life. Something that will not challenge you to do better in life. Only, you know, same old story. 
And at the end of it, make money off you to enrich their pockets. So when you see these people, can someone say that because someone did that to me, I'm not going to serve God? If anybody says that, you, the person will just go to hell, straight entry, direct entry. Because the Bible has told you that this will happen. And if it happened to you, it's because you yourself did not take heart to understand the scripture. And you went to those people, and now you discover the scripture. If you have to take a decision that because these men of God, you call them. These are the men of God. This is a extortion the Bible called them to me. Who will rise up in the last days. If you say because they have bruised you, you are not going to serve God anymore. You just made a fool of yourself. Does someone say that I will not go to doctor because one doctor had abused me? It's because sickness hasn't caught you well. <laughs> if a real sickness hits you, you will beg for doctor to come and look at you. I will together that. So don't, don't be amazed or alas about this. Now let me give you for five minutes. Therefore, because of all these things in the end time, another thing in the end time is the ministry of angels. The ministry of angels. These I will dwell with in and teach you very well this month so that you understand the ministry of angels thoroughly. Then I will teach you about the tricks of Satan towards the end of the year. Satan will not trick you anymore. Hebrew 1.14 says, And not all angels, ministering spirit, do what? Come on now. Shall we do it together? And not all angels. How many of you have inherited salvation with your hands to me? Angels are sent to serve you. All angels, both the fallen and the standing angels. They are at your disposal. Anybody who have accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But you know that you may have a waiter in the restaurant waiting on you. And yet, instead of you placing an order so that your waiter can put into an action, you can keep on reading your order until the restaurant closes. Oh, yeah. I have been into a restaurant before in America. It's only America, everything happened. <laughs> I wanted to eat, and they told me that the counter is closed. I said, Counter closing, I'm inside the. <laughs> I'm in the restaurant. They said, We close at 11, sir. I said, I thought you closed at 11 30. They said, No, sir. We close at 11. I said, Okay, now tell me your theory. I'm in this hotel, and I've entered this restaurant, you know, to take breakfast. Before 11. But I did not place my order. And it was 11. I said, and I'm hungry. I have the legal right to be fed. <laughs> and they say, yes, sir. But you have to pay a lot of money for this one now. Because the general one that my free money cover had closed. The chef had shut down. The counter have been packed. When they were packing it, I was reading the menu. <laughs> that is how some Christians are. I went together now. You are reading the menu. Angels are standing. When they shut down the restaurant, you know, you say, Father, Lord, Lord, Father, Lord, Father, 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 Lord, Father, 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 Fire! It will cost you more money to bring that fire, I tell you. <laughs> 
Hallelujah, somebody. A Christian doesn't pray regularly. When Satan close up God with you, you begin to call the Lord of Elijah who answered by fire, the Lord of uh, Joshua who commanded the sun and the two still in the land of Vajelon, the Lord of Job who said that, have you seen, been to the household of Zelson where Zelson is kept for, 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 for battle? It is time for fire and battle. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. It will take you a longer time to apply because those who get it all the time communicate with heaven all the time according to the scriptures. God will still answer you, but with a lot of sweat. All angels are at your disposal, but angels are disposed all the time and reveal themselves to those who continuously seek the Father. Look at the book of Daniel, chapter 9. And I will leave you with this. And I promise you, we will explore this during this season. Look at verse 20. It says, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sins and the sins of my people Israel, and making my request to the Lord, my God, for his holy hill. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen, in the earlier vision, that's an angel, came to me in a swift flight about the time of what? Evening sacrifice. It's the time of prayer. Now what did he say? He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. Angels give insight and understanding to mysteries. Now look at, shall we read verse 23 together? Did you see what I saw in that scripture? An angel told a human being, we highly respect you. Why? He's a man of prayer. An angel told a human being, you know, there are many people in this country, but you are different. When angels hear Daniel, they bow their heads because you are highly honored and respected. What can make angels highly respect a man? It is the relationship of the man in prayer with the maker of the angels. A man who can penetrate the heart of the father, angels cannot. They don't go near him. Except those cherubs that are ordained who worship around the throne. The glory of the father is so heavy that angels can't stand before him. They will paralyze but a mortal man on earth can ascend to the heel of the Lord and stand in the presence of the Most Holy and speak on behalf of people, speak on behalf of nation. And God the Father, out of his bosom and power, will respond to the voice of a mortal man on earth. Angels can't do that. So a man that they see that God listens to like that, he respects him. Build an altar. You know many times that we want to make a way into hard places and we couldn't. It's because your angel is not at work. There is no interview your angel cannot make them favor you. 
There is no contract. Your angel cannot collect and give it to your hand. If someone says that I will not sign it, your angel will pick his hand up and make him sign it by force. And he will give it to you. And you will take it away before he will come back to his normal sense. I will show you in the Bible when angels did that. Angels of God are mighty in their power. And it pains the heart of God that though God has given them to us, we don't exploit this. And the reason for this lecture is to bring us to a place where we can begin to exploit all this. That angel said to Daniel, as soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, which I have now come to tell you. You are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. I have to go to the to cathedral. But let me show you something before I go. Come and carry my Bible. I don't want to be tempted to wait here. Are you getting something this morning? Are you getting something this morning? Let me tell you the beginning of the journey of Daniel that brought him to be highly esteemed. Look at verse 1 of this chapter. All of you who are here, you are better than Daniel because Daniel didn't have Holy Spirit living inside him. You have Holy Spirit if you have accepted Jesus Christ. But Daniel, as a normal man, still achieved this. If he can, how much more you who have God inside you. Can you imagine? Satan doesn't want you to know this so that he can keep us as much as possible to underlive our full life till we die. That will not happen to you anymore. Look at what it says here. In the first year of, of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Midi, by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom. Now, the next verse, please. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, what? Shall we read it again? Say it again. So how can you understand from the scriptures that you don't even read? Born again who don't read the Bible. No wonder you can't understand. So that tells us that this man is a man who researches in the Bible. He doesn't read. He studies the Bible. He studies the Bible. Someone says that, uh, I don't know Bible. Why don't you know Bible? You, you, know, you know evening standard. I can't understand why people say things like that. Uh, well, if I say how many of you don't read novels, we can see how people don't even read novels here. Hmm? But you know the address of your house, isn't it? And the address of your office, you don't mix it to your house. When you go out of your house, you know the number of bus that you will take to go to your office and the time the bus will arrive so that you are there on time. So Bible is simpler than that. Simpler than that. Read it. You know it. You don't need to, Bible, to go to Bible college to know Bible. Especially if you are a member of CFT. Bible college is here. It's here. Every Tuesday, every Wednesday, we do Bible college here. Free of charge. Free of charge or charge of free. Now listen to the, to the story of Daniel. He says, I Daniel understood from the scriptures. He was reading the Bible and something struck him. And he says, according to the word of the Lord, given to who? Given to who? That 
His principle I want to do from here, but I will take you into Jeremiah 29 by next week. This man read that the desolation of Jerusalem will last 70 years. What are we still doing here? 70 years is over. We are supposed to be desolate for 70 years. Now it's more than 70 years. What are we doing? What are we doing? Instead of him to begin to say that it is our father who sinned or our grandfather who sinned or it is you or Shedra, Kamesha, Kabednego, or him or blame one another. What did he do? What did he do to understand the mystery? Look at what he said. What he did. Next verse, please. So I turned to who? So why haven't you turned to the Lord over your matters? There's no mystery in your life that you cannot understand. It depends who you turn to. You know, I want us to understand the attitude. Somebody who is comfortable, he was like a cabinet minister in a foreign land, living in luxury. You know, he's rich, he's influential, he has no problem. And yet, he's worried about what God said, which has not happened. Now, I want to give you an assignment between now and next time you see me. Think about your life today. Think about some areas of your life you don't understand. You know, that things are not going normal. But it should be normal. And from this hour, take it to the Lord. You know what you ask God? To give you understanding. You are not in a haste. Okay? But you, we need understanding. I am talking to God now about some understanding. You know my worries? I won't tell you on the 31st. I'm asking God some things. That look, look, God, we had enough. It's a human more joke. There are some things that need to happen that will settle all the jokes. Alright? And bring Jesus to the front line. You to ask God for something. Seek Him over some issues about your life. Do that. And it says, so that is what led him to pray. And fast. And putting on sackcloth and ashes means to humble himself. So before you go and pray, or anytime before you fast, make sure you don't have anybody in your heart unforgiven. Make sure you don't rob anybody that you have not going to ask for his mercy. A Christian, I can't understand, can a Christian rob people? Yet, Christians, some Christians rob people. A Christian should not just hurt another person. For what reason? Ask me. What, what do you benefit from hurting people? You reap people to hurt you too. Because it's a seed. You do evil to somebody, you must get evil. It's a seed. You can't pray yourself out of it. You deceive people and lie to people. People will deceive you and lie to you. And they will clap their hands when they will deceive you. In your own case. To go to God, you must cleanse your mind. If you, if you know that you're always fighting this, fighting that, then go and join the wrestlers. So that we know that your career is to fight. Or the boxers. So that we know that your career is to fight. But you are not a, you are not a career fighter. What are you quarreling with people over? Jesus says if they want to take your coat, give them your trousers also. Why? Satan is the one who set up those nonsense so that you will not have a clear mind to pray. For God to send his angels to a man, your mind must be clear. The Bible says, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in solitude to have pure heart and clean hands. 
In one scripture, the Bible says, lie no more to one another. Listen to me. God is simple. Everything that he tells us is to our benefit. So therefore, somebody wants to make a man now. This morning, you make up your mind. If you have problems in your mind, clear it off. Okay? And then you make up your decision that you are going to seek God for December. And those things you repent that you will stop doing, don't go back to them. They are no more your friends. You are darkness and light. So that when you enter 2015, you enter in a clean place. Let me say something to you. Those of you who have calling upon your life, the call of God is upon you. You know it's a great thing. But you know it's very dangerous too. It's dangerous because if you say God has called me, yes, God is happy that he has called you. But as far as, far as God is uh, uh, concerned, I'm waiting for the day God will release me. He will never release you. I'm waiting for the day that God will visit me. He will never visit you. What is expected of a person called? God is asking you, what are you doing now? Now, what are you doing? If you are doing nothing now in the household of faith, how can God entrust you with power for the future? You too, if you are a director, can you do that? A person that you gave a little grace to do something now and is doing nothing. And is waiting for a bigger grace. Somebody said, I had a dream. I was in the stadium. I was preaching. Many people accepting Jesus. I told him, in the graveside yard, and many who have greater dreams like that, they have died. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Because when you understand that, God will not commit a bigger thing to a man who is doing nothing with a little years. So therefore, this December, let's readdress ourselves, our hearts, our mind. And our doors. God has a greater tomorrow for us. Somebody say amen. My tomorrow will be great. My tomorrow will be better. It is the intention of heaven. I tell you this. But then God wants us. Clean hands. Pure heart. And commit yourself to doing something now. Find something in the household of God. That is your duty. Let's stand up together. I want to pray with you. Our God and King I commit. God and King, I commit God and King, people to you. That your mercy from heaven will rest upon all. For function. I know that we have your mercy. But there are assignments that you have assigned each one of us. That the powers of hell is trying to hinder us through our mind. Let grace be given to break the veil. That the eyes of mortal men shall open. Unto what God expect of them now. That people that Satan had clogged their mind with unforgiveness. Because of abuse. Of one person or the other. That their heart be set free now in the name of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Even there are a couple of one or two who have not forgiven themselves for what they have done. Lord, I speak <coughs> that that chain be broken in the name of Jesus. And those who should give forgiveness, receive it in the name of Jesus. For no one can receive forgiveness if you have not given it. 
So whatever is holding you from forgiving your friends and brothers and sisters, may the Lord take it away from you. I invoke the name of Jesus over you. May God bless you. In everything you endeavor, you lay your hands on in in December. May the King of Heaven send His rain from heaven upon it. All your aspiration and anxiety from January till this month that you have not realized by the power of His Spirit. May the Lord send His holy angels to administer those good things. You will live every day of December with testimonies. So shall it be. If anybody is sick in their body, I curse sickness to die. And I command life and health. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together and run with this vision. What God has for you is bigger than what you've ever seen. You may look at yourself so small, it doesn't matter. You see, the prime minister of the nation was a baby sometimes. At a particular time in his age, he's confused. He didn't know what to, to become in life. He just saw that things happened and happened and they were shoveling and he was being pushed forward until they made him the prime minister. He did not, no prime minister of England became a prime minister because he determined to be. You know, some people appointed them. I would together now. So, therefore, you need to know this. What will become of you in the future, God has settled it. What is important for you is your service to God now. What about the future? We don't live to see the future. Because not everybody lives to see the future. At any moment the Lord calls you, you must be able to stand before him and say, Lord, I did my best in you. But if the Lord allows us to stay in this world, there's nothing in this world anyway. We say thank him. Our staying in the world to fulfill destiny is to be a blessing to other people. That's all. There is nobody here who earns salary and you, only, you are the only one who eats your salary. It can't happen. Landlord will take out of it. If landlord doesn't take out of it, bank will take out of it. Electricity will take out of it. And power, or whatever they call it. Gas will take out of it. Really, when you are going on the tax man will take out of it. Everybody is just grabbing what anybody gets. That's what it You live for people in this world, you know. Even those who are miserly, they still pay the compulsory money that has to go. So therefore, because we know that we live only for others, if the Lord gives us a destiny, the important thing is what am I doing with God now? The little that I have, am I judiciously and also faithfully serving my God? And if I'm not, December, I want to make up for it. I know that my tomorrow is in his hands, but I know that what I do with him now determines how angels can serve me for tomorrow and how God's people can be upon me to fulfill my tomorrow. So what do I do? I serve him for today. And the Lord will strengthen and bless you. This week we are having a Bible study here on Wednesday and on Friday we are having a prayer meeting. Make sure you don't miss it. We are preparing now for the 31st of this month. It will be in the cathedral. We are raising money to buy our bus for New Cross. So New Cross people, dip your hands in your pocket. Thank, thank those of you who have been committing your giving towards it. If you have not given towards the, the bus, when you are doing your offering, pay your offering separate. Take another envelope and write behind it, bus. Because we don't have envelope for bus. Take another offering envelope and fill it normally, but write bus. 
so that the treasurers can separate that from our normal giving. And then that bus, we want to buy it so that when you, some of you who are here, who probably do not have vehicles to go to the cathedral, on crisp, on the 31st, we always have coach in the past, you know, that took us to Flamingo. Now we own more than Flamingo. No more Flamingo is Flaminga. We go to our cathedral. Hallelujah. So that they can take the bus to take some of you to the cathedral. And when we close in the night, they bring you back to New Cross where you can find your way. Or on Christmas Day that there's no um, public transport, the bus can go to Elephant and Castle and then ply that route and bring people along to here and stuff like that. So we can help those who are not mobile among us. At least those of us who are mobile now, that there was a time that we were foot running. We didn't have the mobility. In this new cross, we use our leg, legatees. We walk four miles. Some of us walk from here to the city in those days. We use our leg. We don't take bus from here to Vauxhall. Once you reach Vauxhall, then you are in the city. We turn right and we are going straight across the bridge. And when you have passed the bridge, then all your aspiration goes on that. Another 10 minutes, I'm in my office in city, and we walk like that and walk back. So, but for you today, if we can get our bus, you will not follow the uh, path we took. Because we pray that children should be better than their fathers. Hallelujah, somebody. So, and I don't want to buy you a useless bus. I've told Pastor Sydney, I've seen some buses that I want to buy. You know when I'm supposed to go buy bus? I buy a new bus. Beautiful bus. Mercedes bus. Long bus. Comfortable bus. With DVD, ITV, all bus. So when you're in the bus, you can be playing your tape. You can be playing, uh, you know, all stuff like that. You can sit down, eat and drink, and don't litter the bus. But executive bus. That is what I have found. And I must buy it in one week for you. Amen. Hallelujah. God will bless your hands. Amen. Your hands shall bring the money. Amen. Aha. So put your hands together for yourself. The Lord bless you. See you in the week. Pastor Sidney.